Here's a clip from today's wellness check. So what happened was my uncle was in town and my two brothers, my two older brothers, they wanted to show him their new karate moves because they had been taking like a karate class or something. And so they were in their room and they didn't want their little brother to bother them while they were trying to show their uncle their cool karate stuff. And so I tried to weasel my way into the room as a little two-year-old and I accidentally put my pinky finger on the hinge side of the door Uh... and then my brother came and slammed the door and out popped my the other half of my pinky on the other side of the door. Yeah. And (laughs) I passed out apparently from the pain and then my mother Obviously, they drove to the emergency room with her child in one hand and her child's pinky in her other hand. I don't know. I, I was passed out. Oh, I'm glad it was reattached. One, two, three, four. All right. Another day in quarantine means another wellness check. Today's is a wellness recheck with Ethan Blumenthal, who has been a key contributor to the Heckler for going on two years now, I guess. Just pretty crazy. He took exception to me referring to him as a key contributor because he has been putting a lot of time and effort into things and has made a very big impact, most notably in just the amount of content that we've been putting out. So I owe it to him to give him a better title and I settled on Jackass Millennial. He was a little bit opposed to that, so then we settled we, we came together on Resident Jackass Millennial. So that's Ethan's new title. I hope he enjoys it. We talked about a lot of interesting stuff on this podcast. What what prompted me to ask him to join was he has a nine to five small business called Knuckleball Comedy that does a lot of really cool stuff. They do improv for kids and, and things like that. Pretty cool thing and I've seen Ethan in action and he's relatively good anyway does but uh we we talked about uh the his his for knuckleball comedy he is working on a joint venture with five other providers of uh kids themed content who knowing that they're most likely not going to have any summer camps to work at put together a virtual summer camp schedule that's pretty cool and I'll, i'll link to it in the article and we talk about that at the end i'm very proud of him for adjusting his I sort of I sort of view myself as Ethan's mentor. He, I don't think he views me that way though. But I, I oftentimes will give him unsolicited life advice, particularly if I'm drunk or at least tipsy. And I don't know if it if he listens to it, but it's the sort of things I wish someone would have told me. Actually, probably people did tell me when I was his age. I don't even know how old he is. I think he's like 27 or 28. But when I was that age, I'm sure there were a lot of things I could have st- stood to learn from some 43 year old idiot like me. But anyway. Uh, I, I I sometimes will, you know, hand out unsolicited advice to young Ethan. But we, in addition to that knuckleball comedy venture, we talk about uh, the Last Dance, uh, who his fourth favorite uh, Bulls player would be. There's only one answer, and he got it right. So I'll give him that much for being a jackass millennial. He occasionally gets things right. We talked about the heckler story that we broke recently. That. Cubs TV voice Len Casper has been so bored with the quarantine that he joined the, uh, I guess, kind of comic, I don't know, uh, heavy metal, death metal, whatever you want to call them, metal band Guar. Uh, and, and Len retweeted that, which seems to confirm the rumor. 
We talked about Jorge Murasan, who was the tallest NBA player of all time, and naturally Ethan hadn't heard of him, which that's a big chunk of our conversation is uh, Ethan, me referencing something that Ethan has never heard of in his life. Sometimes it's really basic stuff that he should have known. Like he didn't know what Wayne's World was. What the hell? I don't care how old you are. You need to at least be aware of who Wayne's World is because that's, you know, swing and, you know, $1 million. Like that stuff gets referenced all the time. And I don't know what he was thinking if he just didn't know. Anyway, I digress. So quick break. And then my wellness recheck with young Ethan Blumenthal, resident jackass millennial here at the Heckler. All right. Another day in quarantine means another wellness check. Got a repeat guest today. He's not really a guest. He's more of a panelist. Uh, would, would that be a fair way to describe you, young Ethan? Well, I actually, I, I know I already texted you earlier today that I was upset that you called me a contributor. A key contributor. About me. A key, a key contributor. contributor. I think that I still found that insulting, and I think that we should, maybe right now, our goal for this podcast should be to come up with an appropriate title for me in regards to the heckler. I mean, jackass millennial isn't appropriate enough? <laughs> That is that 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 can be my name that we talk about internally, but I think externally for the public no. to see because we're in the public eye. I think I should have a a title, and, and in fact, I'm not even listed on the website, which is also offensive. And there's all I don't these, know where these, uh, where where on our website do we have people's names? Did you I go? There's a contact. Did you page. go looking for this? You want your name on it? I'll I'll put your name on it while we're talking. <laughs> okay, so your title, uh, yeah, your title is Jackass Millennial. Yeah. I wish that there is so, a. I'm gonna put that on an org. I'm gonna put that on an org chart. Jackass millennial, Ethan. <laughs> what were you gonna say? You wish what? And well, I know that I know that we have a contact page because about two years ago, we should say, was when I first reached out to Brad uh, at the Heckler. If that's okay, now people know your, your email address. So you, you can just, find it on the website, yeah, just, and I reached out to you. You just blew my cover. And then, yeah, and I reached out, and then I reached out again, I said again, I said again, and I was thinking to myself, man, this jackass, someone, Rick Tellinger, the great uh, sometimes writer who's been featured so much on The Last Dance, which is really cool because obviously you know them. I feel, you know him. I feel like I know him a little bit. I certainly met him a couple of times, so that's cool to see. But he told me this guy Brad Zabung, he's a cool guy, he's a nice guy, he'll respond to you. And then you didn't respond. And I think I even called your real estate office. That's how dedicated I was. Really? And finally, I think so. I think I might have left you a message. You should go back and look at that was of course back in the day when was I thought you were a billionaire and was I was that, really excited to work with you. Was that my cell number you called or like a desk? Did you like is there did you leave a voicemail on some desk that I've never sat at before? <laughs> I can't remember, this is but I know that I was thinking fascinating content that this <laughs> that this guy is just another jackass, as you call me a jackass. I was, another jackass is not going to respond to I'm, my emails. I'm a jackass Gen Xer. You're a jackass millennial. All right, your name's on our your name is officially now on our website. With a and does it say jackass millennial? Yes. Okay. Good. That's appropriate. What does your name say? What is your title? Editor in chief. <laughs> uh, all right so Fair. okay so anyway yeah you it, it took you a while to track me down i apologize for that 
um, you know, the heckler, right. the heckler's a passion project, and I would love to be able to spend unlimited amounts of time on it, but the heckler typically creates the bills, and my full-time job in real estate is what pays the bills. So, gotcha. Gotcha. you know, also, you know, I probably had my, like, jackass millennial filter on, and it went, most of your emails went into a spam folder. But I appreciate you sticking with it, man. I mean, you know, you sort of passed yeah. You passed a test that I wasn't yet uh, even, you know, issuing to you. You, but you passed it with flying colors. Correct. I might add. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and you're welcome. I would say. Well. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, you've been busy too, uh, and and you've been so busy that uh, you've been struggling to keep up with the last dance. Is that is that what you told me earlier? Well, so for one thing, I have. I have a gripe with the ESPN app, which I have legally. I have an access code, a login information, so I'm not doing anything illegal, not to say that I wouldn't do it. Everyone who is listening to this podcast has, of course, at some point downloaded a movie illegally at some point in time or watched a sporting event illegally, but this is not. This is legal, but I still can't watch the damn thing live because – I tried tried watching a million things on the ESPN app, and it sucks. And it's just, it's just the Ethan's rant, Ethan's 45-second rant, is the ESPN app sucks. But I haven't been able to watch it live, and I've been so busy this past week with a variety of different things that I have not had a chance to catch up with it. Yeah, I'm watching this on the recorder, and that was way longer than 45 seconds. Okay, well, I'm sorry. That's how mad the ESPN app makes me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a bummer, dude. Yeah, I don't understand why. You can't, yeah, why I mean, I'm gonna why, watch it. Why can't you watch it on Xfinity, like with the with their app? So I tried. I don't know. I tried doing that. It didn't work. And I still let me. Would you just let me be mad at ESPN for making a shitty app when I watch Netflix all the time and Amazon Prime and it all works out fine? But ESPN, has, I've never been able to stream something consistently on their. Goddamn platform. I'm so a, let me just I, have that. Dude, I'm a problem solver. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of a, you know, shut up or put up kind of guy. So I'm just trying to help you, you know, put up yeah, with this situation. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm I just, I'm just here to help, dude. I know. And I've seen episodes one through five. And I, as you know, as we've talked about, I was born in 1991. So I, when I was seven years old was when the Bulls won their last, their most recent title. Uh, so the, my memories are hazy from it. What I do remember from the Michael Jordan era was, of course, I had, I believe, three or four Michael Jordan jerseys when I was a kid. It was a red, a black, and a gold, gold. jersey. And where, gold. where the hell did uh, you get a gold Jordan jersey? I think... I don't know. I assume either it was just a random thing or maybe they have, like, a game where they play, like, they have a fancy jersey. Like, sometimes they do that nowadays. I don't know. Um, but it's possible that I just – Jeez, here's a Mitchell and Ness one for three. It's a gimmicky thing. $350. There's a, a gold Michael Jordan jersey? Yeah, if you scroll if you scroll long enough, you'll you get – they actually take – you into even uglier things, including this Cosby sweater, a Michael Jordan <laughs> v- uh, version of a Cosby sweater. Uh, <laughs> not the sharpest dresser, that, that, that guy. Oh, the, the, the internet, the internet. Yeah. 
So anyway, uh, so you had play. a bunch of okay. That's that's. Yeah. So I had, and then I had a, a Fisher Price hoop in my room growing up, and I would constantly play the the Michael Jordan with the ball end of the game and count down out loud. And of course, no one was guarding me, but a kid has an endless imagination pretending that I was being guarded by. Let's just assume it was the bad boy Pistons or whatever it might have been at the time. And then I, if I missed a shot as a little kid, you just don't care that much. You just pick it up, you forget about that, and then you just do it again, and then you make it, and you're like, man, I'm the best. I'm Michael Jordan, and you celebrate. And it's just awesome. I think the moral of this whole story is that it's awesome being a kid. Yeah, that's true. It is. It is. It does seem pretty awesome to be a kid. I agree with you there, especially if you have someone like Jordan to try to emulate. Yes, I I, I recreated. Which I did a great impression. Yeah, I recreated many plays by people like him. I I actually growing up, I was a big Dominique Wilkins fan. Um, but so I I would you know I would you'd recreate all that stuff like in the backyard. One of my buddies, I remember had a had a hoop that was like maybe seven feet tall, and we were like. Probably wasn't even seven feet tall, but we would like dunk. You know, it was awesome. We we were like doing windmill yeah. dunks. And, yeah, those were the days. Right. Well, I used to have a dunk contest with myself on the Fisher Price hoop that was, I believe, six feet tall. And yeah, it was awesome. And between the legs, windmill, all that stuff, and you feel really cool. It's really fun. Yeah. But those were the my days. only my only problem with that well, my only problem with that Fisher Price hoop is that I grew up in an apartment building. And when I was getting too loud and you start dribbling a basketball, the upstairs neighbor, because we were on the first floor, so there's no one below us, I'm sure they would have been pissed too, but the upstairs neighbor, they would bang, I assume with like a broom handle or something on the floor, and that meant it was time to stop. You know, they were home in the room and they had to stop playing. And so we had this kind of unspoken agreement that whenever that happened, I would have to stop. And I was always really pissed. And... And my one friend would come over, and he'd be like, "Oh, those damn neighbors!" Realistically, now looking back, like you know, if I was a neighbor and I was you were the at home and I was trying to, well, I was seven years old, so I, I don't know if a jackass is what I would call myself, but you know, I think it was not unreasonable for them to want me to stop. Yeah, it sounds like you were a jackass. Um, not that yeah. I'm trying to, you know, really hang this nickname on you. Ah. <laughs> uh, the what? Yeah, watching the last dance definitely makes me sentimental, and it's sort of like sad that those, you know, those days are never coming back. Uh, who who would be your like fourth favorite player on on any of those Bulls teams? There's obviously My Jordan. Fourth? Yeah, there's obviously obviously Jordan, Pippen, Rodman. Who's next? Well. So you're asking me like when I was growing up or now? No, now you back? were too you were too young and stupid to have a fourth favorite player when you were growing up. Right, right. Well, I think it's a really hard question for me to answer. Steve Kerr is yeah. probably the one that I know that's the, the correct, best. That's but the at correct the same answer. time, that is the correct answer. Yep, yep, that's it. Okay, then I'll stick with that. Steve Kerr. So I've I've seen that clip a million times of him whatever year it was that he hit the shot and then at the parade the next day, he says, have you heard that story where he says, like, we were in the huddle and I told Mike, if if I'm open and you pass me the ball, I'll be ready. And then he's like, and then there it goes. Mike gets triple teams and I have to bail Michael out again. <laughs> and it was just kind of a, a funny story. 
And yeah. uh, I think if you haven't seen the clip, you should definitely go watch it. That's to you as well as all the, the many listeners at home because it's a funny kind of clip that shows his a little bit of his personality and uh, the, rec- the recognition of the greatness sure. of Michael Jordan, which I always like. For sure. Uh, yeah. Steve Kerr is correct. That is, he is the fourth favorite player of uh, the, yeah. the Bulls on the Bulls that year. Um, so in, in Heckler-related news, uh, I don't know if you saw the headlines, but Len Casper, voice of TV voice of the Chicago Cubs, is uh, mm-hmm. he's so bored with the quarantine that he's joining uh, the band Guar, which I know you're not familiar with. Uh, let me see if I can pull up. Well, while we're talking about him, I'm going to see if we can pull some Guar up on my uh, – on my phone here they're sort of like a joke metal band um but uh len appreciated that he actually retweeted it and 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 broke the news that he is or confirmed the news that he is in fact joining guar what uh what are some things you think other people who are currently not fully employed uh in in uh baseball in particular should be doing what they should be doing yeah well, I would say probably coming up, uh, they should be coming up with a vaccine for coronavirus. That's probably what <laughs> yeah. they should be doing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Pat Hughes here to announce I've come up with a vaccine. Here, here's here's a Guar song. Can you hear this? Sounds like static from a phone, but maybe that's uh, supposed to sound like that. It is very staticky. They're very, they're yeah. very, they're very heavy. They're very heavy band. It's, I think, that was part of you know, the surprise that you know Len Casper was joining them because he's such a mild mannered guy. So I wish him the best. Right. I so here's a here's a question uh, for you, Brad. I you and I we we talk a good amount. I would say right a couple times a week. I'd say you're probably I talk to you more than I talk to pretty much anyone else in my life in terms of on the phone and Whoa. texting. And I was, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a single man at this point um, in time. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who else could I possibly text and talk on the phone with as much as I speak to you? Anyways, my point is not to say how much we talk, but what percentage of that conversation is about you naming something that happened before I was born <laughs> and then you being so surprised that I haven't heard of it and then us spending 15 minutes while you explain it to me. Well, how, how often, what percentage of the conversations are like that? Because I know last week it was Voltron, right? Yeah. Can you want to explain to the audience who is my age who doesn't know what the hell Voltron is? Voltron was kind of like Transformers, but instead they all transformed into one bigger, more awesome robot. And then actually they were so popular right. that – Transformers and GoBots, which you probably haven't heard of, they were more, you know, uh, someone on social media said that uh, GoBots were what your parents bought you when they couldn't afford Transformers, which is probably fair. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. all these other things started coming out with like copycat Voltrons because it was so cool. Um, so, yeah, I was, I would say probably 30% of our conversation. And it's, it's, it, there's several levels of, of annoyance for me. The first is, just annoyed at like how young and stupid you are, and and then and then the next the next level of annoyance is how old and crotchety I've become and how I'm not getting any younger, which is just terrifying. And then the right. third right. is you asking me what this certain thing is when you know damn well you could just fucking Google it. That's what pisses me off the most. Then in the end, so it's like a hat trick of annoyance when you don't know so, first some, of all, some reference of mine. Okay. 
Okay, so first of all, of course I can Google it, and sometimes you ask me things. And so when you said 30% of what we talk about is about that, you were also not even counting the other times where you say something, and then I quickly Google it just because I don't want to have to go to this whole thing, and then I just pretend like I know what you were talking about from the beginning. So that's a whole other percentage of the conversation. And with the Voltron thing, I, I did Google it, and I was like, I saw this, this TV show, and I was like, this is, couldn't be what he's talking about. What the hell is he talking about? Why am I looking at some old TV show that I never heard of before? So I thought that I was missing something with that one. Mm. You weren't. That's what so, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just, that's, that's so now that people know, have a little bit of, of insight into what the heckler is really all about. It's really just an old guy telling a younger guy um, what life was like back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, and when I'm like when I'm drunk, I try to give you life advice, which doesn't ever seem to go real go over real well. Maybe you'll appreciate it someday. When you're what I what I will say is when you're drunk, you tell me things like, "Hey, I've never told anyone this before," and you <laughs> tell me this whole thing, and then I'm like, "Oh, baby," and then I have that over you for for seemingly for me forever. I mean, who knows? See, that's and what... I, if you really are telling me the truth that you've never told anyone else, then I have a lot. Yeah, that's what trust is all about, though. So if you're really going to exploit my trust, you know, you do right. you. You do you. That's all I'll say. Yeah. But <laughs> as you know, and I told you before we got on the on the podcast that we've known each other now for about two years, and this is just it's still in the early stages of my long con to get somehow get bring you down and take your billion dollars. Yeah. That's a yeah. I wish you. So, I wish you the best of luck on all fronts with that. I appreciate that. So, so other heckler news. Uh, did you see that um, Wrigley is now offering curbside pickup of of uh, certain concession items? I did see that, and it's very surprising because you think that they would not be doing that because there's no baseball being played, and also that doesn't make any sense. So it's curious that the heckler. Such a reputable journalist, uh, journalist site would would say something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we just break the truth, man. We, you know, it's unbelievable news. I yeah. Uh, I'm looking yeah. at I'm looking at some other heckler recent headlines. Um, the Washington Redskins are finally ditching their offensive name for what are you you know what they're gonna you broke the story so you know what they're gonna be called. I think they're gonna be called the the Washington Murder Hornets. That is correct. And I actually, I'm glad you brought that up because the whole murder hornet concept. Had you heard of the murder hornets before I sent you that article? Yeah, yeah, I stay in touch with sensational news. Yes. Right. So, anyways, it just it was kind of this hilarious thing that it was just that the year you know 2020 was just you know pulled down its pants, just taking a shit out of all on <laughs> top of everybody when you know they have coronavirus, this pandemic that no one could ever have imagined in a hundred years, literally, and then, well, then some, all of a sudden you see headlines for the, the murder hornet. Right. What an absurd name for something, you know? Well, in fairness, some people did uh, imagine that there might be a pandemic coming, but that, we're not going to get... Right. So I, we're not going to... Somehow pandemics Somehow pandemics have become political, um, and we're, we're not going to get into... amazing. We're not going to get into the politics of it all. Right. So, yeah, murder right. hornets... I would say that... I would say... Yeah, it's like Sharknado. Next, like next that's thing next Shark, week, Sharknado's right. next. I know. We're right. There's going to be killer squirrels are going to be on the loose. 
I just I really enjoy the name Murder Hornet because somebody somewhere was like, let's call that thing a Murder Hornet. You know, it's not. It's just I guess they call them killer whales. You know, right? But it's just interesting. Right. It's just a funny name, and I think it it kind of it makes you look at the year 2020 and kind of laugh at how terrible and absurd, and it just is another piece of of instead of ice cream on the cake, you know, shit on the counter. <laughs> you know. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I can appreciate that. Uh, the other thing I think I if wa- we ever... Hey, go ahead. No, I'm waiting on you, Jackass Millennial. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say that if we wanted to start another company, I think calling it shit on the counter, I think that's a funny name. So we that's probably taken. That. That, yeah, it probably is. But it's, it's, probably, it's probably at least a, um Instagram handle. Uh, I'll, I'll look yeah. it. I'll look it up. <laughs> shit on the. There's sh- there's shit on the floor. Shit on the vel- on the villa. Ooh, shit on the clip. That's I don't. I feel I feel disgusting saying that. Uh, <laughs> dude, yeah. shit on the counter is available if you want to go nuts with it. Uh, it's all yours. Yeah. I'll I'll stand behind you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um. The other thing I wanted to talk about, you also, you, here's someone you had not heard of, but uh, earlier today I was driving, I was outside, uh, and I was driving, and I was listening to ESPN 1000, and it was Carmen and Yurko, and they were talking about the tallest NBA players of all time, and I was like, they didn't, they mentioned Manute Bowl, Yao Ming, Taco Fall, um, Sean, Sean Bradley, and then I was like, how are you guys not mentioning Jorge Mirasan? And I looked it up, and he is on record as the tallest NBA player of all time. So I tweeted them from the Heckler account. I was like, how does Carmen not know Jorge Mirasan is the tallest person, uh, in you know, tallest NBA player ever? And it went ignored, as, as some tweets tend to do, until – so that was 10 hours ago. And approximately 15 minutes ago, Jorge Mirasan himself liked that tweet. He's the only person – to have, have acknowledged that tweet existed, and it is it himself, Jorge Mirasan. Oh, he's available on Cameo. I wonder what his rates are. And you, of course, did not know so, who Jorge Mirasan was. I didn't know who he was, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around, as, you, as I've heard you now say his name like 10 times, and I haven't looked anything up. I'm still trying to wrap my head around exactly what you're saying and how I would go about trying to spell that name. And as you know, my spelling abilities are are terrible as, as oh. it is. And that's I'm a bad name I'm spell. a bad speller, but I care. You're a shitty speller and I'm not concerned I'm, I'm not convinced you care. Wait, say that again? I am a shitty speller, but I care. So I go back and like correct my my spelling mistakes. You as particularly as it relates to tweets or not tweets, text, you don't give a shit. You don't ever go back to correct yeah. you're it's the worst. Yes, I know it's a text. It's a text. Yes, of no. course first of all at first, you made me out to be someone, uh, a careless person. I, When I'm doing, doing something in public or submitting an actual piece of writing, I do my best to triple-check everything. But in a text to you, I do like to say the word people, P-P-L, oh, and so certain annoying. things. And, mis- and, mis- <laughs> and I, will, I, will, I will take away every vowel for the rest of every text I ever send to you. Um, but getting back to this Jorge Mirasan or whatever his name, this guy's name is, I just want to be clear so everyone can understand that you did not actually tag him. No. He does not, or if he has a Twitter, he he didn't tag him in that. He just 
search his name, or how did he go about finding you? I have no idea. We'll have to ask him. Maybe I'll get him on the podcast. I think I would love that because I'm just imagining this guy just maybe he like it's just he doesn't know how Twitter works that he can tag things or what and he's just literally looking for his name because how would he find it unless he like I think people can set up like, searches you know people can set up alerts yeah I mean he could search but that would be such a weird thing I mean you don't search because if someone was gonna actually write about you they would tag you in it right yeah I don't know uh. So, He's pretty active on Twitter. Anyway, I think that I think that we should yeah, I think we should definitely get him on the podcast. And I think that I think that all of our fans who are listening should think about what was going through his mind that he happened upon our tweets, your tweets about that had his name that wasn't tagged and literally no one else gave a shit about it because no one else liked it. Right. Yeah. That those are all, that, that's that's we should, we should get the story behind the story the behind the music, um yeah he so he is he was born in Romania, he played for the Bullets, there used to be a team called the Bullets in the NBA, and the sure. and the New Jersey Nets, from ninety three to two thousand he was in the NBA, he's seven he's he was listed as seven foot. Seven and a half inches. So, but he, but then he wore number seventy-eight, which he rounded up for his number, which is kind of you know, a bit of a stretch. But we'll give it to yeah. him. That yeah, is, yeah, yeah. But shoes on. Oh wait, no, he wore number seventy-seven. That makes more sense. Hmm. My my bad. We'll give it to him. Okay. He rounded down. That's admirable. Right. That's admirable. Uh, right. He, let's see. His parents were of normal height. He grew to a remarkable height due to pituitary a pituitary gland disorder. Hmm. So yeah, he. Uh, we'll see if we can get him to follow us on Twitter. That'd be that'd be the next big thing. Yeah. Maybe we should. I think we should. Okay, again, another brand new company idea. I think we just start a brand new company where it's just we follow the story of our relationship with. <laughs> this guy and we just go start from here and see the type of social media relationship we, we can have with him yeah and that will be fans will just follow this story forever until it, one day maybe we actually meet him how could they not uh he dude he averaged yeah. 14 and a half points a season or in one season in 95 96 with washington how many 14 and a half yeah not bad that's I bet that's Very better. Than, I bet that's better than Sean Bradley ever did. Were they any good that year? Yeah, they finished just under five hundred. But we'll give it to him. So yeah, Jorge Mirasan liked the tweet of ours. That's almost as cool. Eh, it might even be cooler than Brian Urlacher liking a couple of our Instagram posts uh, a couple weeks ago. Can't get him to follow us yet though. Probably too many too many uh, stories that you're breaking about his his career as a uh, restore hair model pitch man. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't follow us then? Nah, not yet. Not that I'm aware. He probably follows us on his burner right. on his burner account, which is like a picture of him with a full head of hair and a mustache. That's probably right. his burner account. Uh, the other thing I wanted to make sure we yeah. talked. Uh, the other thing I wanted to make sure we talked about during this riveting uh, half hour is uh, your uh, your your full time job. You've been really busy with this week. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? It's it is pretty interesting, and I going to encourage everyone I know who has kids to, to learn, learn more about this and maybe even sign up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Uh, I run, I do run outside of my duties as a heckler as as President Jackass Millennial. President now apparently on the website. No, no. <laughs> president? Did you say president or resident? Resident. Oh president. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll Thank add. You. I'll add that. That could be. Jackass, yeah. Yeah. Resident. Jackass yeah. Millennial. So. Yeah. So I run a company called Knuckleball Comedy, where we teach and perform improv comedy to kids, but we also do professional development workshops with businesses as well. We started doing after-school programs. That's how I started it about four years ago, and we do summer camps, birthday parties, et cetera. And so now with this summer happening in this social distancing way, so we kind of most summer camps that I've spoken with, which is a lot, they decided to not run their in-person camps. And so we believe that parents are looking for a virtual way to have a summer for their kids and they have to do something. And we, I have partnered with six or five other enrichment programs. So we have a dance program, we have a yoga program, we have a different kind of theater program. We have a few other things like a cooking class, coding class, so we're partnering with them to create a virtual summer camp so that kids can go on and kind of choose their own adventure every day and some things will be live, but we don't want to have everything be live. We don't want to have everything be just uh, them looking at a Zoom computer, so we're giving them some activities. So it's going to be a choose-your-own-adventure summer camp where the kids can be at home, they can be safe, not they can be socially distanced from their other friends, which of course is not ideal, but we are trying to turn lemons into some really good lemonade Ooh, and could, so we're going to create this thing yeah and so uh you know i hope that anyone listening if you have kids i would check it out you can ch- learn about it more at knuckleballcomedy.com uh, slash together we camp which is the name of the camp together we camp but if you just go to knuckleballcomedy.com you'll you'll see that right there and then you can click on that learn more about it and Sign up, and also I think it's extremely, extremely affordable. And we're trying to keep in mind the fact that while small businesses just like us are suffering, so are many parents. And so we're trying to give them an opportunity to give them something to do with their kids over the summer, um, while not breaking the bank. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. So, yeah. It's so props to you. We, the prop, that, to get to get uh, six different entities uh, on the same page or something like that is no small task, dude. That's that's more work than uh than uh you know was being achieved so far this week with the MLB uh talks to try to yeah. figure out how they're going to how they're going to pay everybody with money that doesn't probably exist. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm I'm yeah. excited. I'm I have a lot of friends with kids uh and I'm going to encourage them all to to participate. And and the I guess you know, it sucks that there's no actual camp, but the beauty of it is that uh you you might attract people now from like all over, right? I mean, any, really anybody Who's uh, yeah? Got the got the technology and and it's and can they only do it as a live stream? No, so like I said, so there'll be certain things every day, probably like two to three things a day that will be a an hour or forty five minutes of live class, and then the other things will be pre recorded things okay. or other activities that will be given in instruction, uh, maybe even some podcasts as well, just to kind of switch it up so that the kids aren't just looking at a computer screen for six hours a day because that's not really what summer is about. And we want to give them some opportunity to have, you know, if they want to do this one day, if they want to do that one day, um, there's a lot of different ways that they can go about it. That's great, man. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. 
I've been working hard on it, and last night I was up all hours trying to uh, make this page on my website, which I'm not a I'm not a website master, but I, I did it. I think I'm proud, but I think it looks pretty good. You can check that out and confirm. I did check it yourself. out. I was I checked it out on my phone. I thought it looked very good on mobile, so I give you props for that. Yeah. Great, and I will tell you also that I sent out the newsletter. I already scheduled it for 5 o'clock, and I had spent all this time on the desktop version, and I was like, oh, I hope it looks okay on mobile. And when I looked, it didn't look okay on mobile at all. Uh, so I had to you know, do all these things right before I sent out this big newsletter to all of our families. And um, But I was able to do it before. Obviously, I could have gone back and, and rescheduled it, but I tried to do it, and it took me about only a half an hour to fix those things on mobile and make it look Make it look good. That's exciting. I'm 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 yeah. I'm now trying to figure out what picture of you I'm I want, I'm going to run with this, uh, with this podcast. Do you want the one of you and Where Shaq? you look? Do you want the one of you and Shaq? Actually, I might just pick one of you looking even younger and even dorkier than you actually are. There's a lot of those. Yeah, go for it. There's a lot there of options. A lot of options. You can't hide on the internet, so you can just pick any any picture. <laughs> uh, that's your express written consent. <laughs> yes. Ah, here you are with your family. Here's your grand. Wow. Yeah, man. It's a good pictures. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a family man. I can tell. Yeah. Well, dude. Uh, I congratulations on uh, on getting that launched. I'm really excited for for it. I know that you've been stressing trying to figure out how to pivot like uh, many small business owners and operators. So good on you for that. I guess I'll ask you the one question that I ask every uh, every guest and that's uh, what would you sacrifice in order for the quarantine to come to a quick and responsible end? Other than moving to Wisconsin right. where it's already come to a very quick <laughs> and very responsible end. Sure. So I was listening to this podcast that you did with Brett from Bleacher Nation. Oh, okay. And thanks for listening, dude. I listened to, of, of course, uh, and I listened to his response to this question, and I think that what he said is really admirable, and I think it's hard to kind of argue with what he was saying was that, in theory, right? If we're talking about ending, are we talking about ending? Like, what are we talking about exactly? Because if it's, if it's solving coronavirus, right, which clearly is going to save lives, then in theory, any person should, you know, really think that this is what it takes, then I have to sacrifice everything, right? And, I, and so that's what Brett said, and I stand by that, that if I could really solve coronavirus, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't I just have to say of all the, the hundreds of thousands of millions of lives that I could be saving both in so many, not just their lives, but, you know, all the burdens that they've had to take on, et cetera, because of, because of everything. So, yeah, I mean, wouldn't I have to kind of say that I would sacrifice everything? Uh, sort of, but that's, that's kind of, that you're, now you've sort of reached the end of the question, though, if that's the case. Because now everybody, either, well, everyone's either going to say every, they would sacrifice everything or they're going to say something right. that's, that's inferior to that. Right. Well, I don't know if I've ever – so I think – has anyone said, like, chop off a finger? Yeah. Will Byington said that. I think maybe one other person did. I said a testicle I would sacrifice. Right. 
No one. I think that's pretty much it for body parts. Uh, Stuart, Stuart from Stuart from Club Four Hundred said he would give up sex for the rest of his life. But you know, he's been married for a while. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not a big. Right. I don't know if it's a big sacrifice or not. Right. Um, you know, Stuart. Who knows? So, I'll first of all tell you that I don't know if I've ever told this before, but when I was, I think, two or three years old, my brother chopped off part of my pinky. Oh. So yeah, so that has already happened to me, and I I don't know. I guess I must not have ever shown it to you, but they sewed it back on, so I have a deformed-looking pinky on my left hand, and I'll have to show you. You can still see clearly where the stitches were and exactly where it was chopped off. Was he? So was was what what prompted this? Well, so it so what happened was, and I I've obviously only been told the story secondhand because I don't remember it, but I my brothers. My uncle was in town, um, from out of town, and my two brothers, my two older brothers, they wanted to show him their new karate moves because they had been taking like a karate class or something. Okay. This is kind of how I have remembered and heard the story. And so they were in their room and they didn't want their little brother to bother them while they were trying to show their uncle their cool karate stuff. And so I tried to get weasel my way into the room as a little two-year-old. And I accidentally put my pinky finger on the hinge side of the door. Ah. And then my brother came and slammed the door and out popped my, the other half oh. of my pinky on the other side of the door. Oh. Yeah. And so that's what, and, and so then my, you know, I went, I, I passed out apparently from the pain. And then my mother was frantically Obviously, they drove to the emergency room with her child in one hand and her child's pinky in her other hand. So, that's the story. Of, they put on ice again. So my uncle was a doctor. So yeah, I think that there was ice involved or whatever. I don't know. I I was passed out. So I hear. Oh. And I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad it was reattached. Oh, that is to say that I did that, <laughs> and we still have the coronavirus. So we know that that was not a solution. Yeah. So I'm scrolling through your so. pic- I'm scrolling through your Facebook pictures trying to find a good one, and here's a meme that you posted in 2016 that says, "Top student in his class dreams of one day hosting a podcast." <laughs> it's very very prescient on your part there. I I have no idea what you're talking about. I have to look at what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, That's on yeah. my one of my pictures on my Facebook. Yeah, December fourth, 2016. All right. Yeah. Anyway, well, congrats again, dude, on, on getting that summer camp thing up and running. I hope you have a lot of sign-ups. I'll do my part to spread the word and, uh, you know, keep uh, keep my favorite resident jackass millennial uh, gainfully employed. Yes, I appreciate that. And it also really means a lot that you called me your favorite um, because I, I'm sure that you do know some other millennials, and I'm glad that I, I do. have risen to the top of that. Yeah, I do actually. So. That's true. So I'm, I'm flattered. Yeah, for sure, man. All right. Well, thanks, dude. Have a great. Uh, this is gonna air on uh, Thursday. Have so have a great Thursday. Awesome. Wonderful. I will uh, talk to you soon. There you have it. My wellness recheck with. Resident Jackass Millennial at the Heckler, Ethan Blumenthal. I hope you enjoyed it. 
Got a great guest coming up later this week. Uh, all things hopefully working out just fine with it. And uh, other other interesting stuff in the works. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. And if so, please rate and review, subscribe, download, share, all that. I would really appreciate it. Uh, it would, you know, it's nice to see people actually giving a shit. So I'd appreciate that. And as I always mention, if you or anybody you know would make for an interesting wellness check guest, please, by all means, send us an email, theheckler at theheckler.com. Until then, I hope you continue to hang in there, take care of yourself and your loved ones, and uh, we'll get through this soon, right? Thank you very much for listening to a very important podcast by The Heckler. Our producer is Drew Worley. The intro music is by a band called Games. The outro music is by Checky Brown. And I'm Brad Zabung. Thank you very much for listening. And for more information, check us out at theheckler.com.